what you have increases as you give. What you have increases as you take. The first of those two statements, my brothers and sisters, is always true spiritually. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes it's even true materially. The second is always true materially, and it's rarely true spiritually. I hope you were able to follow all that. The second of those two statements, what you have increases as you take, is the principle of the world. That's the principle many people, unfortunately, today live their lives by, because we live in a very materialistic culture. The first of the statements, what you have increases as you give, that's the Christian principle. That's the principle that true followers of Jesus Christ try to live their lives by in the very same materialistic culture. This timeless truth, this timeless Christian truth about giving, is something that we see illustrated beautifully in the story of the multiplication of the loaves and fishes that we heard a few moments ago in that Gospel text from Matthew chapter 14. Here in this story, the disciples present Jesus with five loaves and two fish. And they tell our Lord that this is all that they have to feed a crowd of over 5,000 people. Now this is St. Matthew's version of the story. He leaves out an important detail, I would say, that St. John includes in his account of the story. St. John tells us that the disciples actually obtained these loaves and fish from a little boy who happened to be there that day. This little boy gave. He gave what he could. He gave the little that he had to give. And two good things happened to him because of that. First of all, he got more food to eat himself. He came to Jesus that day with two fish that he intended to eat that evening, I'm sure. But for all we know, this boy might have been extremely hungry, and he might have wanted four or five fish to eat. You know, young people tend to have ravenous appetites. Well, once Jesus worked this miracle, that boy could have as many fish as he wanted. And he did have as many fish and as many loaves as he desired. So did everybody else who was there. We know that for an absolute fact because at the very end of the story we are told an important detail. It says they ate and all were satisfied. So this boy definitely experienced a material blessing. But even more importantly, he was blessed spiritually through his act of giving. Let me make that clear to you by asking this question. What do you think happened to this little boy's faith as he watched Jesus Christ perform this miracle? He knew what Jesus had started out with because he gave the items to our Lord. He gave him the loaves. He gave the fish. He, know what Je he know knew what Jesus started out with. And he saw that very small amount of food multiply, literally, right before his eyes. That must have sent his personal faith into the stratosphere. That must have multiplied his faith, increased his faith a hundredfold. Whatever faith he already had increased 
as he gave, as did the amount of food that was available to him personally for supper that night. So he experienced a blessing on the spiritual level, which, as I said earlier, always happens when we give our time or talent or treasure to God or others with the right disposition of heart. And he also received an added bonus of a material blessing, which, as I said earlier, sometimes happens when we give. I was moved to preach this message in my homily this Sunday because of two recent events here at St. Pius. The first was the Steubenville East Youth Conference that occurred at URI a couple of weekends ago. You know, each year we go to that conference because that conference helps young people from Westerly and Pawkatuck and a lot of other places to have a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. And that is so crucial in the Christian life, to really know the Lord on a personal level. And that encounter with Christ that these teens have at Steubenville often transforms their lives in a radical way. And it either gets them on the road to heaven if they've been off of it, or it gets them to be firmly rooted on that road. It keeps them on the road to the kingdom. We published some of the personal testimonies of the teens from our group in our bulletin on each of the last two weekends. Here's what one of them said after the retreat this year. This was in the bulletin last week. And happily, I will tell you, this person's experience is very typical. I don't know if this was a young boy or young man or young woman, but one of our teens wrote, Receiving the Eucharist at Mass and during adoration is the most intimate encounter with God. Each time I come to Steubenville, I strengthen my relationship with God. This year, I realized how much I love adoration. I learned to appreciate each aspect of the Mass. This year has been one of the toughest years of my life, and that's when I lost touch with God. I need Him now more than ever. I think after Steubenville, everybody should set goals for themselves. My main goals are to attend adoration at least once a week, go to confession once a month, and find more time to pray. Each Steubenville conference I attend, I learn something new about my faith. Steubenville shouldn't end on Sunday. It should be a beginning. That's the transforming power of Steubenville East. And it was confirmed last night for me in a beautiful way. You know, I had a young woman here, 32-year-old young woman, who came with us a number of times when she was a teenager. Haven't seen her in a long time. She lives out in California now with her husband. She came out and I said to her, as she was exiting the church, I said, Hey, Jill, how'd you like that Steubenville quote I used during my homily? Ah, she said, Father Ray, I loved it. She said, you know, those things you learn at Steubenville and at youth group, they stay with you. They've stayed with me. That was music to my ears. That's why we go. But you see, my brothers and sisters, the only reason that our teens are able to participate in this event is because so many people around them are willing to give. Their parents, first of all. The adults 
who give of their time to be chaperones and who usually pay their own way for the retreat. The generous people of this parish and beyond this parish who donate the t-shirts every year. Every group, almost every group, has its own distinctive t-shirt. The generous people from our parish and beyond who help those teens who need financial assistance, the Knights of Columbus who help us with fundraisers, and those who pray, who give prayer, and offer spiritual sacrifices for the success of the weekend. Many individuals share their time and or talent and or treasure to make this experience a positive one for our young people. And in the process, whether they realize it or not, they, as well as our teenagers, are blessed by God. And that's the point I want to emphasize here in this homily. Now, some of them might not understand that fact until they get to heaven. But you see, there in heaven, God will show them exactly how their Steubenville giving helped to bring a lot of young people to Christ and to eternal salvation. Then the Lord will proceed to give them a higher place in his kingdom because of their generosity. That's because in the Christian life, what you have increases as you give. This same principle, I believe, applies to many of the men and women who gave so generously to that special collection we had last Sunday for the fire alarm and emergency lighting system here in our church. That was the second recent event that led me to preach on this topic this weekend. In all honesty, I expected a good collection. But I was overwhelmed. Really overwhelmed. Blown away by the incredible response that I experienced, that we experienced, to this need. I wish I could give you a final total today. I can't. I'll have to wait till next Sunday or the Sunday after because contributions continue to come in every day. And as I've opened these envelopes in the last few weeks, I've come to realize that many of our parishioners, and even a few who are not our parishioners, made a great sacrifice in giving what they gave. They will be rewarded, as we all will, materially with a safer building in which to worship our God. And that's great, that's wonderful. But even more importantly, they will be rewarded spiritually on the Day of Judgment and eternally thereafter. Once again, that's because what you have increases as you give. This truth, by the way, doesn't just apply to donations of time and talent and treasure. I need to mention that before I close this morning. It also applies to realities like love and mercy and forgiveness. Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. In other words, if you want to experience more mercy yourself, then show mercy, give mercy to other people. Jesus said, forgive, and you will be forgiven. That is to say, if you want to be forgiven for your own sins, then give forgiveness. Give forgiveness to the people who have sinned against you. Give, and it will be given back to you. Those simple words of Jesus express a principle that we encounter, my brothers and sisters, in one form or another, throughout the Bible, 
not just in the miracles of the loaves and fishes. So obviously, it's extremely important. May Almighty God help us all to be faithful to that principle by being good givers today and every day.